Welcome to On Texas Football, state of the program, our weekly episode with InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalene. Eric, welcome in, bud. What's going on, Bobby? Good to see you. I'm just good to see you. I, I tell you what, uh, we're three days away uh, now from uh, spring game. Starts at one o'clock on Saturday. Uh, free uh, for everyone. There's actually a fan get together uh, for uh, players with signatures and autographs on Bevo Boulevard at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Eric, you and I are going to be getting together as well at 3.30 on Friday afternoon at Haymaker in Austin. Uh, so please uh, come on by and hang out with uh, the Inside Texas crew. Uh, that's over on the east side of Austin, uh, just away from campus on Maynard Road there. Uh, please join us, uh, Eric. Uh, we'll, we'll have a little fun. We had fun last year at the Posse East. I think we should have some fun again this week as we get ready for the Longhorns uh, uh, final scrimmage, uh, spring practice of the spring uh, season. You know, Eric, we look at it overall right now and what we have to think about uh, from my perspective is, and I wrote about this today on Inside Texas, is roster attrition and roster management as we go into it. Texas, cross your fingers, knock on wood, whatever you want to do. Relatively light in the injury bug right now. Mm -hmm. Attrition, not a major factor. Um, do you... Do you I, I started, I wrote that story this morning and my main question was why, you know, why has Texas done a good job of that? Some of it is obviously luck when it, you're dealing with injuries. Some of it though has to do with how Sark is managing the program. Uh, your, your thoughts on how, at least for right now, they've been able to hang with the attrition noose around its neck, but it not be tightened. You know what I mean? What What's yeah. going on there? Well, this is something I observed, uh, you know, during Sark's first portal window, after, even after going five and seven, guys were not in a hurry to get out the door. And you would think uh, that would normally be the case after a losing season. There's a lot of disappointment. The locker room begins to fray. Uh, but that wasn't really the case. Everybody that left was either never going to play or maybe were not uh, a value add in that locker room and they needed to go. Uh, so guys, just your average guy, a good player looking to have a good, solid career somewhere was not looking to get out the door. And that is something that has changed or maybe even only that that feelings even become stronger that guys don't want to leave. Uh, the only players leaving right now, because most of the bad apples are out of the program by this point, the only guys leaving are ones that, that truly want to play and and think that the roadmap to that playing time is uh, is too hard for them to, to navigate. You know, it's uh, uh, it's a very competitive uh, roster right now. Uh, but now, you know, even guys that I thought, you know, I had on attrition watch before the spring had pretty strong springs. So I don't know how it's all going to shake out. Sark's got some diff difficult decisions uh, ahead of them because uh, they are over the number. Now, some of that will take care of itself naturally. Uh, but, you know, some of it's going to be difficult conversations uh, that Sark kind of lamented on a podcast he had yesterday where he's just going to have to be honest with some guys and say it's not looking like you're going to play a whole lot next season. Yeah, I, I feel like as we look at this, Eric, it's. It's one of those things that Sark has done a good job of. Uh, and uh, I compared it uh, briefly to the 2019 class that Texas brought in. Tom Herman had 26 signees. Um, and of those 16 transferred, five uh, were either out with injury from the get-go almost or their, their uh, careers cut short by them. Um, it, attrition is such a big thing to go over as it relates to this and, and spring practice has a great deal to do with that. Um, let's, uh, let's move forward to the next topic. I want to say thank you to our sponsor first though. And that's Adam Lowy at the Lowy law firm. Uh, Adam uh, has been helping injured Texans for uh, I think a decade plus now. Uh, Adam is a, a guy that you want to call uh, if you are in a catastrophic injury or have a catastrophic injury, car wreck, 
anything that uh, you get hurt and uh, there may be some compensation you feel due you there, uh, contact him at lowylawfirm.com or call 512-280-0800. That's 512-280-0800 for a free consultation today. Eric, you know, we look at the spring game. We talked about the quarterback position being the key uh, maybe to the whole team at some level. Um, what are you hearing? I read your practice report on Inside Texas yesterday. What are you hearing right now as far as the quarterback race is concerned? Is it? It's not really a race. It's Quinn Ewers' job. But what are you hearing overall? I, I noticed you had a nice thing to say about Arch Manning uh, in that write-up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anybody say that this is an actual competitive race outside of national talking heads that are speculating or, you know, driving clicks or whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm discounting that entirely. And, and Sark even mentioned, uh, you know, in his press conference that they're all at different stages of their uh, of their development. And, you know, that's to be expected. And that you know, development's uh, wildly important. And that's why this really is Quinn Ewers' job. You know, maybe uh, maybe Quinn, you know, doesn't doesn't have the season he wants to have and Arch keeps uh, maturing and, and maybe it's interesting next year, but it's not interesting right now. That written uh, or that said, uh, Arch Manning is having a good spring, you know, relative to where he is in his development. Um, you know, he's he's moving the ball well. I'm curious to see how he does in the in the game. Hopefully, uh, you know, the way Sark splits the teams is going to be really interesting. You know, maybe it's, it, we've seen the deck stacked against certain players in the past uh, just because they didn't have a fully competitive roster. Now the roster is a lot more competitive. There's a chance we see more uh, competitive uh, uh, setting with the quarterbacks actually having good wide receivers to throw to. In the past, the number two quarterback has kind of been hamstrung with who he's throwing to. No doubt. Um, Eric, this is a good question. I, I, I was on with Jerry Hamilton last night, and we were talking about uh, what we want to see from Quinn Ewers in the spring game. And I threw out a stat line. Um, see if you think that this is the, the category. I know stats aren't everything, uh, but – I said something like 12 of 15 for 150. That's a that's maybe a little aggressive, but that's kind of what I want to see. Uh, I, but I also want to see him be uh, comfortable with a three-wide set, getting the ball out a little quicker, maybe a little crisper in his reads. Uh, what yeah. are you looking for from Quinn? Yeah, just getting the ball out quick. If he's getting the ball out quick, that's confident play. That's a, That shows a good understanding of the offense, where the ball's supposed to go based on the alignment, based on uh, the matchups. Uh, so, yeah, just that confident play. I want to see – he looked that way in the bowl game. He looked more confident than he did in a long time in the bowl game. I want to see an extension of that in the uh, in the spring game. You know, spread the ball around, not just tone in on one guy. Uh, you don't want him to see just throwing a worthy. I imagine him and worthy will be on the same team. That just makes practical sense for where they are. Uh, they, they need all the reps they can get. Um, but, yeah, spread the ball around. You know, mix in the tight end, get the running backs involved. Uh, you know, would want to see him hit uh, – Mitchell quite a bit if they're on the same team. You know, just spread the ball around and, and be confident. That's what I'm looking for. I have confidence in what I've heard in the spring already that that's where he's at. Uh, but, you you know, you always want to get confirmation of what you've been hearing uh, with your own eyes. Yeah, it's it's one of those things to hear. It. It's another thing to see it. Um, speaking of that, Jonathan Brooks, uh, I want to spend some time on him. He appears to be back at full go in practice. You mentioned that in your article. Uh, he got the most work he's had this spring thus far after recovering from a hernia, yeah. offseason hernia hernia surgery. Uh, Eric, that ties in with something that Steve Sarkeesian said on a podcast uh, yesterday or the day before. And he talks pretty straightforward about having always had a 1000 yard mm -hmm. rusher. Yeah. Um, and he also mentioned in the press conference yesterday, uh, just how good he thinks Jonathan Brooks can be. He said, look, every time we've put Jonathan Brooks in the game, he's produced. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, 
you know, I know that, that there were, he had a lot fewer carries than Bijan or Roshan last year, but he had more yards per carry. He was averaging 6.6 yards a carry last year. Um, whereas Bijan, I think, was at 6.1. You know, wh where do you think, like, if you were to say to Bijan is a 10 on a running back scale or a nine and a half, whatever the number is, where do you expect Jonathan Brooks to be on a one to 10 scale this year? Um, I think he can be a seven and a half, but you know, if the offensive line and especially in the interior uh, comes along, you know, he can be an eight, you know, I think it, I think he does have thousand yard rushing talent. I, he's looked like that since his first carries, even as a freshman uh, that he had that sort of ability. Uh, but, you know, I noticed the same thing, Sark saying that, you know, he seems to take uh, some pride in that uh, run first offense. You know, he's known for all the passing numbers and having all the wide receivers that he's had. Um, but he has pride in, in the, the run game. And I think that he's, you know, I think that that stat means something to him have always having a thousand yard rusher, um, now, when you look at the roster and, and how uh, how evenly they are competitive and how talented they are from from one to five, it's hard for me to see them having a thousand yard rusher. But, you know, I think clearly Jonathan Brooks would be the most likely guy uh, to achieve that stat. And, uh, you know, yesterday he was back in practice. Uh, he didn't scrimmage at the end of practice, but he did go during the team run and team run is when they it's nothing but running. So it's 11 on 11 running. Uh, the defense is queuing the run nonstop. That's all they, that's all they know they have to look for. Um, and you know, he was running tough, broke some tackles, showed good vision. Uh, so he didn't have much rust on, even though he's had, he's been more limited this spring. I, I find it interesting every time Steve Sarkeesian talks, uh, and he's talking about a good practice, he uses the terms fast and physical. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's sort of what he's trying to, to impart on his team. When you start talking about these run fit, I uh, run, run workouts and, and that sort of thing. I, I feel like that really is what he wants to describe his team. Yeah, I mean, he's had a fast, uh, increasingly faster team. They're much faster on defense last year than they were the year before. I think that that team speed is going to be heightened this season, especially if uh, Bend is clicking and uh, and Keaton Crawford is back there playing. He's one of the faster guys on the team, and they have been physical. You know, I've heard uh, people have some concerns about Gavin Holmes playing physically uh, from his time at Wake Forest. We ran a check on that, and he and he is showing. Uh, the willingness to, to trade trade helmets and paint and uh, get after it. Now, tackling isn't his strength, and some people, you know, raise the curious eye about that. Well, he's a cover corner. How many cover corners are tackling is a strength? If tackling is a strength for a cover corner, you're probably not a good cover corner. Deion <laughs> um, Sanders was a cover corner, one of the worst tacklers in the history of the NFL. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm not saying he's Deion Sanders, but, you know, his number one trade is he's, he's a cover guy. But I don't think he's going to be a net negative, uh, physically speaking. But um, you know, they, they take pride in the physicality. Their secondary was very physical last year, despite not being all that big. Jaron Thompson, I don't know what he's listed at. He's 190 pounds. Anthony Cook, don't know what he's listed at. He's about 190 pounds. Those are your safeties that are coming downhill and, and smacking. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Jameson was physical. Obviously, Ryan Watson, known for his physicality. Um, it's a physical defense, and they are increasingly faster. Yeah, you mentioned that and them being faster. I, I want to get your take on Sark's comment yesterday. When he was asked about creating a pass rush, he immediately talked first and foremost about Byron Murphy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, you know, Byron Murphy is very hard to stay in front of uh, because, you know, he's so wide. Uh, when you when you think you're getting him square, you're really getting him on the shoulder. Uh, and he's he's always keeping his feet moving. He's twisting and turning and he's very powerful. Uh, and he's got the low man advantage, which he which he plays well with. Um, you know, I, I go back to when I saw him uh, his senior year at DeSoto and I realized that he grew a little bit more. And, uh, you know, he's just uh, he's, he's on the same defensive line as Shamar Turner. And, you know, I looked at Jerry Hamilton. I said, they've got two NFL guys on this defensive line, not just one. Um, he's just a, he's just always been physically mature and mentally mature. And that goes a long way. So, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, expect Alfred Collins to be out there on third and long. But I, I think uh, Byron Murphy's going to be out there quite a bit, too. I was going to say it's possible both of them are there together. Sure. Um, what, what Eric, uh Trill Carter, the defensive tackle out of Minnesota, is on his official visit to Texas as we speak right now. He's a portal transfer guy. Uh, you know, Texas uh, ostensibly has uh, Tavondre Sweat, By Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins. Uh, they also have Vernon Broughton back. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Bryant and Sadir Mitchell are, are in, in, the, in the queue as well. What do you think this, uh, this visit means? I mean, are they looking for another run stopper, which is what I kind of think. Uh, which is not necessarily Broughton nor Collins's forte. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, Murphy's good against the run. So Andre Sweat's really good against the run. Uh, but, you know, they, they do need more bodies, more, more physical maturity. Uh, Carter has two years of eligibility left. Uh, Texas just lost a ton of snaps between uh, Keandre Coburn and Mora Ojimo, both guys who are good against the run. Uh, and they're just looking to replace those. So, you know, you know, um, obviously a lot of these guys are mercenaries. They're looking for snaps. They're looking for the best opportunity to showcase their talent for the NFL. Uh, but, you know, you're going to sometimes being in a rotation, a healthy rotation is going to keep you fresher and make you more efficient as a player. Uh, and, it, you know, that was the case last year at Texas, the defensive line. You know, listen to the, the press conferences before the head coaches uh, on Monday of every week getting ready to play Texas. And that was the first thing that many of them mentioned was the, the depth and talent at Texas had a defensive line. And they're just looking to replace some of those lost snaps. Uh, another guy uh, Sark mentioned as a pass rusher was Anthony Hill, the true freshman out of Denton mm -hmm. Ryan. Yep. Uh, he, he, it's one of those things uh, you and I have seen this, you know, been covering the team for umpteen years. We see freshmen come out of the gate fast and then fade uh, oftentimes. It's just, they hit the freshman wall, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Anthony Hill came out pretty fast, but it's kind of hung around. No one's ever discounted him. But when Sark started talking about that and him having a natural uh, ability as a rusher, what were your what were your thoughts uh, when Sark said that? Uh, I mean, that's just part of the evaluation. You know, he's a downhill player. Um, you know, since his sophomore year, I've always speculated there's a chance that he could end up at edge long term. Just, uh, just depends on where his body goes. Uh, but he's definitely a player that, that you want playing downhill. Uh, that's not to say he can't get in drops. He's, he's made some really good picks uh, this spring. Uh, he's a very good athlete all around. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a pin your ears back, come downhill and, and get after it sort of player. He's got strong hands. Uh, he's explosive. Uh, he's, he's not nearly as physically mature as he's going to be in a couple of years, but he's, he's beyond where most freshmen are. Uh, so there's not a huge curve there for him. Uh, he's going to play a lot this year. And I think that's probably the easiest way to assimilate him into the defense. Not, not have him thinking so much is to bring him in maybe at Sam linebacker where we saw Maurice Blackwell some last year, 
that player is often coming off the edge. And, you know, also there, there's probably some uh, hidden hidden insight there that they're probably blitzing their linebackers a little bit more trying to get get that pass rush going. Uh, interesting. Um, all right. Uh, final question. I want it to be two parts and, and I want to split it here. Um, surprises for you um, for the offense and defense so far this spring. What, what are you really seeing on offense or hearing about on offense that takes you a little by surprise or possibly encouraged by? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I wish the offense, I wish we were hearing better things about the interior offensive line. Uh, maybe that's to be expected given you've got some injuries there. Um, you know, they've definitely had their struggles, but not, obviously it's made, it should be expected to going against the physically mature defensive line. I think, but I do wish that they were a little bit further along. Uh, maybe there's a chance they surprise me on on Saturday, especially with the, the the way that the teams might be divided, might be a little bit more in their favor than they are in practice going ones versus ones. Uh, that's been a bit of a negative surprise. Um, positive surprises on offense, there aren't too many of them. I kind of, you know, if, if you read what my expectations before the season, it's a lot of it's, it's kind of played out that way uh, because of you know we have a good understanding of where they, these players are mentally. You know, I'm not surprised that Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore are playing well because they're they came in with that that mindset. Same with Anthony Hill. You know, he's always watching film. So once you once you have a good understanding of the mindset, the athleticism is is available for all to see on uh, on huddle and stuff. You know, those guys are, are more mature than most freshmen. So there haven't been that many uh, freshman surprises. Even Savion Red has had a really good spring. But if you go watch his junior film in high school and you look at his body and, and you see the traits that he showed last year uh, in his limited action, you, I mean, it's not surprising that he's having a good spring at running back. You know, maybe Jaden Blue. Uh, you know, Sark just mentioned his mental maturity uh, increasing in his time at, at in Austin. I'm not necessarily surprised by that because, you know, who he was in the running back room with last spring, uh, last year with uh, Bijan or Roshan, uh, but it's still good to hear. Yeah, I, I tell you who I would go. I, I would go Savion Red. Uh, I think Jaden Blue's a good, good choice as well. Uh, but the other one that I'm hearing a lot about is A.D. Mitchell and that he just presents a different component uh, to the offense. Uh, than other receivers because he is big but still agile and and has that kind of get on you speed downfield. Um, we knew that in theory, right? We, we yeah. saw it at Georgia, but how is it going to translate at Texas? Um, we should have said, oh, it's going to translate great, you know. Uh, but based on what I've heard, it's probably better than than I even anticipated. Um, he's a, He's possibly a true number one receiver as opposed to a two. Uh, if that makes sense. Well, I loved what we, you know, what we heard about before we even got on the field was that, you know, you could tell the guy's already been there, been part of a really good uh, culture, very good, you know, successful program at Georgia. Obviously the winning is, you know, everybody knows about the winning, but a lot goes into the winning. And so he, he came in with the same sort of mindset he had at Georgia and he brought it to Texas. And I think that had a positive influence on players. Uh, and then, you know, everything else I think comes pretty easy to him on the field. Uh, maybe hands have been a little inconsistent at times, but he's got, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say he has bad hands at all. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a good athlete. He's long. Uh, him, and, you know, Casey Kane keeps, he won't go away behind him. Casey's there to compete. Now, A.D. Mitch is going to win that job. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but Casey Kane has, has had uh, plenty of good practices himself. I like guys like Casey Kane that just refuse to, to give in. Uh, it's yeah. a good, good sign for his future. Before we get to the defense, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, uh, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, if you've been injured on the job or in a horrific car accident, uh, please give Adam a call. Uh, go to his website, lowylawfirm.com. You'll get a free consultation or call him at 
280-0800. Adam's a sponsor of many Longhorn sporting events. Uh, we also appreciate his sponsorship here on the state of the program. Thank you very much, Adam. Uh, Eric, your your thought uh, on the defense overall, and and really again, who do you think has surprised you, or what has been the surprise uh, from your vantage point? You know, we we heard good things about David Benda coming into spring ball, um, and you know those things carried over. That was that was very pleasant. You know, it's still not saying he's going to be all American or anything like that, but you know, our sources think that he can be an above average big 12 player and, you know, playing alongside Jalen Ford, that that's really, that's a really good duo. Uh, Keaton Crawford, we did not have the same expectations for, uh, and he's been a revelation in practice. He's playing extremely fast. He's communicating. Uh, he definitely uh, understands his assignments much better. Uh, and then, you know, Ethan Burke, um, you know, he overtook Finkley a little bit quicker than I thought. Uh, you know, I knew he was going to be a better pass rusher. He just, you know, he's just got advantages there that, that Finkley doesn't have. Uh, but he's playing the run, uh, uh, you know, better than I anticipated. Uh, I'm looking forward to see him go. Hopefully we get to see him go up against one of those number one tackles. Um, I want to I flip that on to you. Any negative thoughts that you're, or, or concerns that are maybe more out there for you on defense than, than uh, perhaps you thought would be right now in, in, in this uh, time period? No, I mean, you know, obviously you can always like to hear a little bit more about edge pass rush, uh, but, you know, it's it, that's that's the zero sum that's going to favor the offense because if you've got Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones. Uh, so that, to me, it's not time to, time to have concerns about that. Obviously, we know that they would take a, a portal a portal pass rusher if they could find one. As hard as those are to find, they'd still take one. Um, but, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I think that it's a mature defense. It's uh, They return a really good nucleus. Uh, they've got a lot of experience in the scheme now. Most of these guys have, have played a lot. Uh, it's going to, I have, you know, I think the defense is clearly going to take another step uh, after taking a big step last year. I don't really have any concerns, maybe depth of defensive tackle. They're looking in that direction, but even there we're, we're kind of reaching. Yeah. I, I would say, I, I tell you what mine would be. My, my strength would be the secondary. I think yeah. that <laughs> adding Malik Muhammad and Gavin Holmes, as well as Jalen Catalan, even though Catalan's not practicing right now, um, it took a, a possible team strength and made it into a definite team strength. Yep. Um, I, I think that's, that's where they didn't just up the ante. They, they, they won the game on that one, in my opinion, coming with those two guys out of the portal. That would be number one. Uh, the, the concern for me would be like you would be at edge where um, there's definitely one in Baron Sorrell, but only one that we know is really prime and ready to go. Um, yeah. uh, and you know, we hear about Ethan Burke being better against the pass rush. Was well, that because he's going against the twos at first and then got elevated to the ones and is not doing much, uh, as well, because, you know, when Sark was asked about the pass rush yesterday, he didn't mention Ethan Burke, Justice Finkley, uh, Jamon Tapp, any of those guys. Um, and so those, those are my concerns as we head down the, 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 uh, uh, final couple of days here of spring ball. Before the uh, portal opens on August, on April fifteenth, that's an important day to remember as well. The portal opens April fifteenth, closes on April thirtieth, I believe, uh, and then uh, you have to make a decision fairly quickly. We'll see who all Texas, who all from Texas goes into the portal. I imagine there are going to be other guys going into the portal from other teams as well. Uh, Inside Texas will be there to follow that. Uh, also, I want to mention that we have a special right now, an introductory special for Inside Texas, one dollar. For four months, uh, it's only first-time subscribers get it. Uh, if you try it, 
and you like it, stay with us. Uh, we promise we'll uh, get you the news and info each and every day uh, in a multitude of ways from uh, a varied group of uh, very senior writers as well. Also want to invite you on Friday to the Haymaker. Uh, it's a, a place in Austin, just over on Manor Road, east of campus. Uh, Eric and I, as well as some other folks from inside Texas, will be there. We'll be hanging out and just uh, talking about the Longhorns, uh, having a little fun on Friday before the spring game. All right, for Eric Nolene, our publisher of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this week's State of the Program. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.